everybody, Dave and Jeff. It is February 3rd, 2021, and I will address what happened two days great, ago. Great. I was just going to ask what day this show will actually be you, on you know Patreon. What? You can fuck off. You can fuck off. People pay for this shit. Yeah, well, guess what? What? I upload it the same way every fucking show, so why well, would it be any different? Last time it didn't work. That's not true. <laughs> this is what happened. So I upload it, and I yeah. get, start getting messages. Nothing's playing. It's spinning. Great. I got it. And so I take it down and then I get this message. Hey, what the fuck? I'm halfway through the show and you're taking it down. What happened to the show? It's weird because it worked for me. It worked for a lot of people. We all, I don't know if people know, we have to pay for it too. Like, yeah. Like Patreon doesn't even give you access to your <laughs> show for free. No, yeah, we, we do. So I got it. Yeah, you you have a paid subscription. So mm-hmm. does my son who's in, who's in my house. So I, I don't pay for it. No, of course you don't. But why would I? The guy knew the guy down the hall has it. Why would we both yeah. do it? So I sit there and I am saying, Josh, you get it? He goes, yeah, I'm getting it. And then I'm getting a bunch of people saying they aren't getting it. I'm pissed. Literally, I, I sent that thing out, Jeff, till about 12 o'clock at night. Then I got up at 4 in the morning and I redid it again. And I kept doing it on and off, on and off. And then finally I just said, fuck it. We're going to play it for free because people need to hear what the fuck we said. And also we have advertisers that need their commercials played. Well, I like that... Uh Guy who runs his fucking mouth about Mackenzie Gore's uh, mechanics can't hit fucking send. Maybe it's karma, Dave. Huh? Maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe you keep your own fucking house. Maybe, maybe you worry about what's going on right here in yeah. that little area over there, and maybe you don't worry about uh, Mackenzie Gore. Not my fault, man. That Mackenzie Gore has the yips. Yeah, I think you have the fucking yips. I'm just saying, five years in the minors. You tell me what's going on. I loved when people shredded you. <laughs> I heard the funny. How come people can't count? Do you understand how years work? You understand. Yeah. Okay, so the Padres, I want to point this out to you. In mm-hmm. 1969 was the Padres' first season. Right. Okay, so when they play in 1970, that is now season number two. Correct. So when they f- celebrate their 50th anniversary, it's really the 2018 season, not I think the it was... 2019 season. That's their going, but when they celebrated in. in 19, 2019, yeah, that's yeah. 51 seasons. Correct. The 18th season was so it. So that's my point. So Mackenzie Gore was drafted in 2017. He played in 2017. 18, 19, 20. And if he goes into, goes into the minors to start the season this year, that's five years. Five seasons. And yeah. people losing their fucking minds, and I can't fucking count. Mickey Coke had no time for you. Well, hell, his last name. That's all I'm going to say. Oh, K-O-K-E. <laughs> I, uh... I heard the funniest fucking shit I've ever heard today on radio, and it was completely unintentional to be funny. Okay. So, radio, and and listen, I'm sure there were plenty of days when you and I were guilty of this, too. So, this is not me standing outside of my glass house throwing rocks, but I also think that you and I, for the most part, just didn't give a shit about anything. So... We we just we get in these buildings and we hear about different polls and all this stuff and we take them all so seriously, and then you get outside and you deal with real life and and situations right, and you hear about those polls and you look at it because you were involved in radio, yeah. but but I think an everyday Joe couldn't go less of a fuck. You're trying to pay your mortgage. There was a dude that Dave and I met twenty years ago named Jason Barrett. Yeah. Name probably, I don't know, if 2% of you know his name. No way. Jason had worked at uh, ESPN Radio, and then he became program director of a radio station in San Francisco. 
He was notorious for two things. Number one, firing everybody on his staff. Yeah. And number two, he would show up at staff meetings dressed from head to toe in full spandex because he thought that was funny. And then he would show up to other meetings dressed as the ultimate warrior. Yeah. Now, you and I met him, and he's a nice dude. He's always been nice to yeah, us. Yeah, he was never our boss. Never. Oh, fuck no. But this is who he was. He fired everybody, and he showed up as the ultimate warrior. And then when he was program director for this station, he would religiously live tweet pro wrestling events yeah. as if it was the Super Bowl. <laughs> All good. Nothing wrong with any of that. Like I said, never been anything but a nice guy. But honestly, you look at me, you go, this guy's fucking nuts. He left San Francisco. One of, my, one of the coolest things, why I like him a lot, is he gave up a really good job because his son lived in New York, and he said, you know what? I quit. I'm going home. I'm too far away from my son. He's got an amazing relationship with his son. They're yeah. always at wrestling things, and that's one of the reasons why I'm such a big fan of his. But the guy is 100% fucking nuts. But he left radio, and he started doing kind of an insider's blog. And he does Barrett Sports Media. He does a, a convention every year that's really fun. and He makes a living doing it. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And he's really good, like for us, because it's cool to see what people around the country are doing. And you go, good on you, man. Did the right thing for family, and you've landed on your feet. Every year, he does this thing where he awards from his blog top 20 uh, morning show, midday, afternoons. You look at it, you go, I don't know who the fuck's involved, right? But you go, all right, cool. You look at these different things. And you see your buddies, right? It's always the same guy. guys you and I know. It's like the Dundies. Come on. It's like the Dundies. So yesterday he, anno he announced uh, Major Market Mornings and Son of a Bitch have coming in at number 20, weren't our pals Ben and Woods. Okay. And I said, hey, you know what? Good for those guys, right? It's always nice to be recognized. Today he announces the midday shows and coming in, at uh, 19, at 19, was our buddy Darren Smith. So Coach must have been ahead of that. No, he was not. How can that be? Hey, you bring it up with Jason Barrett. Don't, saying, don't bring it up to me. I look at the ratings. This was not La La Land. Okay. So fucking Darren, this guy, he's on there and he's, he's talking about it, right? He is? Fucking for 20 minutes. It's the goddamn Wait, Dundies. So he jerked himself off right on there. Well, he mentioned uh, the segment started off really cool. He was talking about it, and he goes, uh, Marty asked him, who'd you vote for? And he said, you know, I voted for Mason in Ireland. He goes, they asked me to vote, and he told this great story that when Steve was at 1090, Steve was one of the first guys to put Darren on the air. And then Steve left because he got the chance to go to 710, yep. and, uh, and Darren told this great story. I didn't that even know anybody had a vote. When you and I were doing radio, we never voted. He knew better than fucking call us. <laughs> well, you'd think you would ask. But, I mean, we got along with him, been with him for 20 years. Yeah. I just thought he just did it out of whoever his friends were. Like Brian Long, our, our former boss, carrying the 0, 0.0 for the last yeah. year and a half with 1360, was always rated as one of the top program directors in the country. Funniest shit ever, right? It's ridiculous. That's it's where, just, to me, you lose all credibility. Oh, because you're, you're giving a guy who's a fucking dipshit. Uh, a participation medal, but that's a whole different show. So Darren, 
Darren's talking about what uh, what Steve Mason meant to him. Yeah. And you go, fuck, that's really cool. And he goes, yeah, I voted for him. He goes, I, I, he goes, I don't know if these things are made public. So I wasn't going to vote for myself. But then this fucking guy does this. He goes, but hey, so we won, and it was great. And he goes, you know what? I, I'm just going to take advantage of this forum. And he said, this is... He goes, I was thinking about this last night. It felt like a couple of years ago when you saw a similar thing on the Academy Awards. And he goes, you know, I'm looking at all the winners and we need to get more diverse in this business. There's a lot of average looking white guys here. And I'm like, dude, you won the fucking Barrett Award. Okay, you're not the fucking Cambodian doctor. Remember the movie The Killing Fields, Dave? In the 80s, yeah. and that little doctor won the supporting actor, and he came up and he said, hey, I'd like to take advantage of this moment to remind people of what the fuck's going on in Cambodia. Dude, say it like that. Well, I don't know, but you go, whoa. And the next day, right, Rudy Martsky and Larry King and USA Today, they're like, that doctor last night was unbelievable. He, he took advantage of it. <laughs> okay. This fucking maniac friend of yours, Darren. Oh, okay. He took advantage of the forum he had for winning 19th place in the Barrett Awards to announce that they need more diversity in sports radio. God, there's a lot of average-looking white guys here. We got to do it. I go, what in the fuck is <laughs> going is on here? About? Well, I love the message, and it's right. What is he saying? They need more good-looking white guys? Dave? We cover sports, and in sports, there's a lot of brown faces, and there's a lot of black faces, and you look at the people that won these awards today, and listen, I'm thrilled to be one of them. My name's on the show, but this is for everybody in this room. I go, did you get a fucking car? Did everybody get a Lincoln fucking town car? Or did you get your name on a blog? But, you know, we cover sports, and there's a lot of brown faces and black faces, and you look at the 20 shows that won today, and I'm not seeing a lot of those there. And I, I listen. I don't know if Intercom's listening to this. I don't know if iHeart's listening to it. I don't know who this message is for. And I'm like, hey. What happened to Two Life Stews? Where'd they go? <laughs> Fucking John Browner's doing afternoons yeah. at 1090. He is. With Alex Padilla. And I just go, oh, boy. A fucking boy. <laughs> now, look, you saying this, he probably won't even write to you anymore. And truth be told, you've known him a lot longer than I, I have. I love the a guy. Relationship with him, but he writes to me and says, "You guys hate us." And I go, we don't "I don't hate, hate him, but somebody needs to call you on your shit." Which is exactly <laughs> what I did for all you fucks in Spring Valley. And I told you last night. You know who I am, Dave? I'm very similar to the late great Joe Clark, portrayed by Morgan Freeman in the movie Lean on Me. Okay. And if you remember what happened there, Joe Clark went into that high school. Robert Guillaume hired him. Yep. And he went in and cleaned it up. And he said, you know what? I can't do anything about the bad guys, but for the good guys, I'm going to work on them. And people, boo. Hey, shut your mouth. Joe Clark was great. Joe Clark would say, you quiet and you be quiet. And then at the end, he slow clapped (laughs) when the band sang Lean On Me. So fucking guys like Miserable Padre Fan and Amazon and fucking Maddie Boy. What about Sean? What about Walt Jeff? He doesn't live there. He works there. He owns a business there. Great. He might be more valuable to anyone you just mentioned. I said 
to the guys there last night who went after me, said I wouldn't work at Horseshoe Liquor. The fuck I wouldn't work at Horseshoe Liquor. I'd run Horseshoe Liquor. And as I pointed out last night, Dave, the fucking single smoke cup would be stocked every night with fucking cloves and fucking Winston's. No menthol bullshit. Get the fuck out of here. And I said, sorry that I'm the one guy in this neighborhood that looks out for you and wants to see you do better things, and I don't think you can achieve them in Spring Valley. What the fuck happens an hour later but a guy gets murdered in Spring Valley? Sorry. As Eric pointed out, rightfully so, hashtag glasses of San Diego. (laughs) Now, what did I tell you the last time we were in this fucking garage where you tried to murder me a month ago? I said, I'll tell you another place you stay the fuck away from. Federal Boulevard. Nobody drives down the 94 and goes, hey, honey, what do you say we jump off Federal Boulevard and go get some tacos and a couple of Coronas? Fuck no. Drive through there as fast as you can. (laughs) What the hell happens tonight? Fox 5. Another guy shot on Federal Boulevard. So instead of being belittled and scolded and yelled at, I would like for you to say, hey, you know what? I'm sorry. I don't want Darren Smith to say, I'm sorry. Do you want Darren to apologize? Well, I don't know what for. <laughs> yeah, that's he... what I'm saying. What's he going to say? I'm sorry for saying I'm for diversity? Well, I love that he's for diversity. But the idea that he takes the fucking Jason Barrett Award where he ends up 19th. <laughs> out of 20? Out of 20. And uses that as his forum. Like he's fucking Cal Ripken at the Hall of Fame. Like, sit down. Just fucking bring Will Brinson on, okay, please? Can we do that? Can we get back? Isn't Daniel Jeremiah waiting on hold? Yeah, Jeremiah was on, I think, yesterday. He's on every half hour. But instead of talking football, they spend most of it talking how how Daniel loves the Padres. I love that. I do love that where they do that. It's a great segment. Oh, my God. I'm like, it's Super Bowl week. What the fuck? Here's my complaint about him because it, it's funny. We'll text back and forth, and he goes, I know you guys have been rough on me. And I said, dude, honest to God, we we love you, Darren. But oh, the yeah. deal is you fuck around too much. You have a three-hour show. Just get to the topics. He spent, Jeff, I'm not kidding you, two hours talking about his furniture that he's bringing into his house <laughs> and furniture that he's getting out. He discovered OfferUp. And I'm like, holy what? fuck, it's Super Bowl week. Let's go. And I'm like, you son of a bitch. And I go, there's so many things going on with the pods and baseball. And yeah. you're going to tell me about your goddamn fucking new uh, new bed that you're fucking bringing into the house. Damn it. I don't care. And then the next day, another hour of that shit. Yeah. Well, Let's get to the topics. You you won an award from a blog. It's a sports station. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They didn't fucking send you a magnum yeah. of champagne from Horseshoe Liquor in Spring Valley. The guy who dresses up as the ultimate warrior said, you're 19. Right. Which is cool. Because, you know, I mean, dude, I'm thrilled for. Both of them. I'm thrilled for Woods. Those guys are 20. What? I told you. That's that's horrible. Now that you say it, it clicked in my head. I didn't realize it was out of 20. Only 20 guys got awards. Well, I mean. At, down below, you kind of see like uh, like the college basketball rankings where you see also receiving votes. They weren't down there. Both shows were recognized, and I was really happy for guys because a lot of times— I think that's a slam on San Diego. A lot of times, San Diego radio gets ignored, though. It do, it, and it is. That, that proves it because Woods and Ben have done a fantastic job. And Darren does a good job. Yeah, he does. Been I'm in the market saying, a long time. But if you were just to go off of ratings— 
Ben and Woods deserve a lot of credit for what they've done. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. For I mean, sure. but to be 20, come on. San Diego, I thought, was a major market. I know they've dropped once the Chargers left. Yeah. From like 7 to 28 or some shit. But it's uh, still, it's a major market. I don't know. Their numbers are pretty damn good. Sports radio never does that in the mornings, what they've been doing. Yeah. And, and I didn't look at it close enough. And like I said, what, Dave. What would Coach say if you found out? Well, hey, I tell you, a lot of good shows here. I don't know where me and Braden are. I know. I feel like every day we bring our A game. We talk to uh, Kevin and El Cajon, and we talk about Pagan. We talk about Pomeranz. We talk about my days at USIU. All I know, Dave, every morning I get up, I kiss my wife Kelly. I've an everything bagel with a little bit of raspberry jam, some orange juice. I enjoy reading the paper. Bryce Miller's really talented. <laughs> And then I take the coaster down here. And we have a great time. <laughs> he takes the coaster down into <laughs> no Claremont Mesa. <laughs> it's off Fashion Valley. Braden comes and picks him up. Um, no, man. Anytime those guys get recognized, I think it's really fun. But hey, I'm I'm gonna take advantage of this forum. I was like, oh boy, what, what the fuck happened? How long did it take? Oh, about eleven minutes. Okay. 11 minutes. He didn't Dude, you need the Stern thing. Like, they needed Marty to fucking play the orchestra and yeah. play him off. Right? <laughs> you should have. That would have been hilarious. You need somebody to go, hey, hey, dude. Like, I love the idea that you're promoting diversity, uh, even though we're at a station that's, you know, doesn't really say a lot about your employer. Yeah. So maybe we run you the fuck out. I mean, Browner's doing afternoons on... 1090 juniors doing afternoons on 13 or yeah. on uh, 973 yeah right good point yeah i mean ernie martinez is in the morning right slowly but surely i don't like the idea that fucking afternoon show without hartman has the balls to call themselves the loose cannons how about that i think that's fucked <laughs> that shows complete shit balls. yeah that shows complete shit i turned that on today made a mistake i like and uh, they were talking about how Rich Hornberger breaks zippers. God, this is great. <laughs> I don't know. I got to imagine those guys were 18th for the afternoon show. <laughs> but no, I'm just like, stop taking yourself so yeah. seriously. Like, if you want to acknowledge it and then later on go, man, you know what? One of the problems, in my opinion, that I saw is this industry is not diverse enough. You go, fuck, good on you. Hey, I'm going to take advantage of this forum. Well, we're not being broadcast. We're not on Channel 4. Sam the Cooking Guy is not presenting your award. <laughs> Shane Mitchell's not here. Like, what the fuck are we doing? I'm going to tell you the other thing. Yeah. I blew out my sciatic nerve today. I, this entire show, I felt like I'm about to fucking throw up. <laughs> you ever done that? Yeah, I've had back problems. What did you do? I have no idea. I have no idea. But if I could jack myself up on something, I don't know. Coke, heroin, Lexapro. <laughs> Holy fuck, Dave. I, I have no clue what I did. And like I said to a friend of mine earlier, yeah, I said, man, yesterday I'd stride into a room like Sinatra with Ava Gardner on my arm. I said, tonight I feel like fucking Frank at the Bogata <laughs> reading that fucking teleprompter trying not to fall off the stage. <laughs> so what are you going to do? you going to get a massage? No, I'm fucking a disaster. I'll go. 
I'll walk out. My back will still be fucked up, but I won't care. <laughs> like dizzy over here. And uh, everybody said you can't you can't do anything for it. You just it'll go away. And my a buddy of mine, Pete, told me today. He goes, yeah, four or five days you'll be fine. I'm like, oh, god damn it. Oh my god. Well, you know what's funny, man, is as you get older, you start to say like your, your back hurts all of a sudden, your neck hurts, you sleep wrong, whatever it happens. Yeah. The other day, my wife was sleeping and her head's turned. Oh. And she sneezes. Right in your face? No, dude, no. She's facing the other way. But she sneezes, but she's like she's like watching TV and her, her head's to the side. And she sneezes and dislocates her shoulder. Her shoulder popped out. Like Chris Brown. Yeah, how about that shit? Yeah. Oh. She's like, oh, my God. Like, she can't even, like, get her arm up to put her sh- shirt on. Like, she's dying. And Could I you said, see it was all out of socket? Yeah. Did it make you dizzy? I thought, and honestly, I thought she broke her collarbone, the way she was screaming in pain. I was like, did you break your collarbone? But it was, it's one of those things you're like, what the fuck? This doesn't happen when you're a kid. No. So what do you do? I just said, I go. it's going to go away. Eventually, it will go, it will go back. And it, it's getting better day by day. It was. you go back to sleep? Oh, yeah, of course. I was like, okay, how do you feel next morning? <laughs> what am I supposed yeah, to do? I, I don't know. Bite maybe the towel, her- I'm going to pop your shoulder back in? Drive her to urgent care. Oh, fuck. I got a puppy in the house. Puppy's going to eat everything. I can't do that. A damn dog. <laughs> this is, yeah, I'm, I'm a prisoner. I've done, just so you know, I've done a horrible job training this dog. Yes. I have. I would agree. I have. Dog's not oh. crate trained. The dog has major separation anxiety. Literally will cry and howl at the ceiling. There's a guy down here. Uh, I'm going to give a free plug. Dude's name is Emilio. Okay. I think it's Emilio's training. And uh, my kid's dog was psycho and nipped at my kids and did the whole thing. Fuck, he did a great job. He reined that little fucker in quick. How many How many um, lessons do you have to go through? Uh, it was like five. Okay. And and he, what but I'm charge? sure there's a. Do you know how much you paid? I, no, I let Vita pay for okay. it. I, um, <laughs> but, I, um, I called a lady today who's supposed to be great. Hey, I'm moving. Not taking any new clients. I'm like, damn. motherfucker. But with uh, with this one, they would take Bama. Like Bama goes to the house, oh, really? and they take it for like three days. And like Diego couldn't get al- my kids' dog couldn't get along with other dogs. But dude, he's so fun now. And I was thinking about you last night. I used to take my kids out. Right, we go out Tuesday night and Thursday night, and like we take them out, we goof around, do whatever. Now we bring Diego every yeah. every Tuesday night, and he freaks out because he he. I, like, I know David sucks because Suge loved going in the car. Yeah. And Diego loves it. So we put that fucking window down, his head's out, he freaks out, and uh, it's great. She'll get there. Oh, my God. This dog, you get her in the car, it's like being on the fucking teacups. <laughs> uh, starts throwing up everywhere. I'm like, what the fuck? I got the windows down, I have the AC uh, on. I'm like, what the hell? It's not cold. It's not hot in here. No. And this fucking dog. Man, unbelievable. Um. Kevin Faulkner wanted to ask you about this. Kevin Faulkner, where we've heard rumors, your brother called it back in like 2015, yeah. that he was running for governor of California. I, I made a huge mistake today at uh, about 10 to 6 coming down here, and I found myself on Kogo. Okay. And this is the huge mistake that I made because I'm completely fucking rattled. Of course, that moron DeMaio supports the psychotic fucking representative that was chasing that kid down from uh, Parkland High School. Oh, really? You, you said that. Yeah, you got to be kidding me. Uh, he's like, oh, this is a fucking witch hunt. You're like, shut the fuck up, hey, right? Guess what? what? She's a witch. Yeah, she's a fucking witch. Yeah. Is right. She's the worst I've ever seen. And, and She's I'm the like, worst human being, honestly, that I, that I know I of. I couldn't agree more. I honestly couldn't agree more. And 
if if she had done anything like that to my kid, uh, as as awful as she is, I would never hit a woman. But I sure know a lot of fucking women in combat sports that I would. They'd probably hit her for a fish taco. She is. She's dog shit, man. She is. I, I just and anybody who looks at that and goes, hey, she's this or that. Fuck that. She is the bottom of the barrel. So I'm laughing because <laughs> you're fucking done, Demile. I'm going to yeah. rip you. And then listen to what this little son of a bitch did. Then he turned the, the tide on me and he goes, hey, we're getting really close to this recall Gavin Newsom thing. And goddamn what? That fucking Demile hooked me. I go, hey, you know what? Goddamn. That's why he put erasers on pencils, Carl. You were a fucking moron. Oh You're a fucking moron two minutes ago. I'm all in on getting Newsom out of here. That guy's a fucking dipshit, too. And uh, so I'm like, Carl, slow down giving me that website. Recallgavin.com, right? Or whatever the Jesus fuck it is. Christ. And I go, what the? I go, you know what the problem is, Dave? It's not DeMaio being a fuckhead. It's me being a fuckhead. Yeah. But. You're a loon. I'm a complete loon. Why listen to that shit show? That fucking idiot. And and Dude, I love, honestly, God, I don't know how he defended Mar- Marjorie Taylor Greene. That's her name. Yeah. And then uh, he was talking about something about the impeachment. And he was talking about what happened on January 6th. And I laughed my ass off thinking, can you imagine if Carl was in the Capitol and all those fucking yeah. maniacs came storming in there? I'm sure Carl would have been front and center telling them all, come on, get out of here. You go home. We're not doing that. But Carl thinks everything that happened on the 6th is getting blown out of proportion. So, okay, so Faulkner but, decides he's going to be governor. Another right. fucking moron. Okay, that's that's the point. Another fucking this moron. This guy, I've never seen a politician who has stood on a fence of every single issue. He like failed on everything. Yes. Everything he touched, he failed. Everything he touched, he failed. And we even had him on there and said, do you want to be the guy that's known as mayor if the Chargers leave? He goes, absolutely not. Yeah. He had no desire to help keep the Chargers here. So he let them leave. He let them leave because the Chargers left on January 12th, 2017. Okay. Mm -hmm. On January 15th, 2017. So Friday to Monday, plans for Soccer City. He had it ready to go the the entire time. And how'd that work out? Didn't go. Oops. Yep. And then the next thing he turned his focus to was expanding the convention center. How'd that work out? There you go. The guy is the biggest fucking empty suit that is and in a city that was full of empty suits. That guy, Dave, is one of the most irritating. Uh, He's just a fucking clown. When people think of politicians and how they're a little bit slimy, dude, he's number one. Yeah, completely. He's number one. And then he announces it in Los Angeles, which I thought was hilarious. Yeah. Well, he knows better than to announce it down here. (laughs) It's so funny to me. Oh, San Diego and, and the whole loyal to the soil, all these guys. Dude, your own mayor fucking announced it in L.A. I, I couldn't believe it. I go, this is where we are in California. Newsom is a complete fucking moron. The way I look at it with Newsom, we got a shitload of problems. I'll worry about Newsom when it's time to get to Newsom. That's just where I'm at. I just like, well, we got a lot of fucking problems in government. Yeah, well, a lot of the fucking problems we have are because of that fucking idiot. All I know is the last recall, I ended up voting for fucking Schwarzenegger. It's goddamn embarrassing. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you keep going over there to... Uh, fucking Sweetwater High or wherever it is you go and you mow that empty fucking baseball field every day, it's because Governor Haircut won't let your fucking kids play. You understand? Dude, our kids have not been on school campus since right. last March. So who makes that but fucking... But like the Grossmont School District, they're out there. The Grossmont School District, they're practicing like crazy. Oh, how are they doing Just, that? It's a South Bay thing. 
Well, I don't know. I mean, my kids haven't been in school since March. Yeah, the high schools, man, those guys are going to school at least sometime during the week, and those guys are playing sports. Oh, I don't, I, I don't know on that. Yeah, we, I, I no, just, I'm, I'm telling you, no, I know because I, I coach kids from that area. Yeah. So it it, it, go, it breaks down for school district here in San Diego and what's available. 30, South Bay is always going to be the last one. Tonight they're auditing the $30 million that have been lost in the state of California for unemployment because we're sending fucking money to Scott Peterson. Like a lot of shit fucking happened wow. on Newsom's watch. But then you go, we got to get this asshole out. Hey, guys, here I am. Kevin Falk. No, fuck no, dude. You couldn't do shit in this fucking one horse town. You think you, you're qualified to run the state of California? Who Do you know anyone else that's running that wants to be governor? I, no, that, I that's don't know. We just know Faulkner because we know him from right here. Yeah. Now, I, again, it probably was the smart move to announce it either in L.A. or San Francisco, anywhere but San Diego. Problem is, man, we're uh, like we're a blue state, so you need somebody that's going to step up and, and kick Newsom's ass out of there. I mean, if you're going to vote blue. But I was like, dude, give us anybody, right? Give us anybody. What yeah. the fuck's Bochi doing? He's not doing shit. <laughs> Why did he run? He said he wants to manage next year in 2022. Well, manage the state of California. The big stage. Big shot. <laughs> He's a bullpen guy. What's he supposed to do? God damn it. Dude, if Bochi ran for governor, I'd vote for him. Of course, everybody would. <laughs> I fucking wins. He, you know what? He would win San Diego and San Francisco. He, he might would. win LA. I'd take Holy his. Holy shit. Oh, hell. <laughs> Look at this guy. Yeah. That's, that would be so damn funny, dude. That's my guy. I'm going to write in. When I, I'm going to get Newsom out. I'm yeah. all in for voting to get rid of that fucker. And then when I get my ballot, I'm going to write in Boach. Oh, my God, dude. That is so fucking funny. Will they notify Boach that he got a write-in vote? <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll just tell him, dude, you're in. No, you know who else I'm going to write I'm in? I'm trying to think. I can't think of anyone else in California that might get more support than Boach. Missy Martinez. <laughs> you know, we talk about the different loons. Yeah. The Mike Lindell guy. The MyPello guy. Oh, my God. Holy fuck, dude. If you read up on this dude, he Did is... you see him when they ran him off yeah. of Newsmax? Well, which I saw, is a... well, I saw the Newsmax anchor just take off. Newsmax is like AEW wrestling. Yeah. Right? I well, mean, they, it's like roller derby. Yeah. Well, the news, the Newsmax anchor was like, dude, last time this shit happened, we were threatened with a billion-dollar lawsuit. Yeah. N no more. And he was trying to do his best to get Mike to shut the fuck up. Mike's an idiot. And Mike just kept talking. If you look up Mike's history, and I know he's yeah. a Minnesota guy, he's a he's a mess. Like Complete. When people said he was doing crack, yeah, he was a crack guy. Dude. He, he was married um, to his last marriage for like less than two weeks. She left him, cheated on him. Pam Anderson? Him. No. Like John Peters? No, not, even, not even Pam Anderson. Gone. And then he's sitting there, one of these guys that, hey, I want to get into politics and the economy is uh. great. And then you find out he laid off 130,000 people. And you're uh. like, dude, there's nothing about this guy that's sincere and he wants to jump into politics too. Bed Bath & Beyond ditched him, right? Yeah. And, yeah. and you're just, God damn, man. I'm telling you, that's why you... I, some of those guys, that is a huge, huge freaking gamble to run your mouth because you offend people like that. I don't know. Maybe a goddamn my pillow would have kept me from blowing out my sciatic nerve. But I can't do that. I've got kids. And I've got all of you. Amazon, Maddie Boy, Eric. I got to look out for all you guys. I have to be the role model. That's why I'm here. Most people be in traction tonight. Not me.
<laughs> I come in. I play hurt. Have you ever met anybody actually in traction? <laughs> no, I'd like to go. <laughs> Tickle their foot. Can you feel that? Can you feel that? Yeah, fucker. Stop it. Oh, my God. Did you see the girl the other day that gave LeBron James a hard time? Was that the one that they were saying uh, they called her Courtside Karen? Yeah, Courtside Karen. Did she have a mask on? Why was everybody saying? She took her mask down to scream at LeBron. And now she apologized, right? Well, she had to, but it was written by, obviously, a public relations expert. Oh, wow. And LeBron took a shot. Yaffe? At, <laughs> LeBron took a, took a shot at her and her husband saying, I thought it was a dad bringing a girl to the, the game. I was shocked to see that was her husband. Oh, that's a good move. And then That's it, a good, I like that. And then the story comes out today, she went to San Diego State. What? She's a San Diego State girl. And oh, I went, fuck. Fuck, she's one of yours. We can't get anything right. You and Costa and her. <laughs> you, Costa, and Courtside Karen. We, Wait, Costa didn't go to state. Costa went to state. He, he went to Rutgers. No, no. <laughs> it wasn't Rutgers. It was some other school back east. And then he transferred to state. Like, he finished up at state. Well, fucking Rosenberg. Yeah. Went. Josh went there yeah. to state, too. Yeah. My ex went to state. Yeah. Oh, fuck, I took classes <laughs> at state. We're all fucking wreck. Yeah. Damn it. Then you find out this total mess is uh, is an Aztec, and you're like, son of a bitch. Duh. Yeah. What a, what a complete wreck. But she went from like a thousand followers on Instagram to fifty five thousand in twelve hours, and people wanted to see what the hell this girl looked like. Man, she, she completely uh, loves herself. She looks like a housewife of Atlanta person. Gotta tell you, Dave. Yesterday morning, I made the decision, and I no longer have Instagram. I got rid of Instagram. I got rid of Facebook. Why Facebook? I thought that was for family and friends only. I, I'll tell you why. And Facebook Messenger. I got more fucking messages on Facebook Messenger from people too. that just want to send you shit that you're not interested in. They can all tell you read it, right? So you Is can't that right? They can yeah, tell read. Ah. So I got sick of Messenger. Facebook I used to like was fine, right? Because I've said in the past, it was cool to see what was up with friends. Kids, our friend Kathleen Bade posts a picture of her dog, Ryder, all the time, who's like a great dog. And my sister has a cat that's so goddamn funny, that's so bored with the world. My sister's always posting pictures up there. But for whatever reason, with whatever the algorithm is, I saw the same six fucking stories every day. I'd seen enough of our friend with Jeff Stewart with his fucking vertigo. <laughs> I saw enough of Brian Shock. Hey, I saw something, so I took a picture. Okay, I got it. But, you know, the thing that made me fucking nuts was all of this shit. And I, you have Facebook, right? Yeah, I do. He called me at 2 in the morning and said, hey, will you come over? And I went over, and I said, what's the problem? And you read this fucking story, and then down at the bottom, it's like, I'll be shocked if five of my friends. And you're like, you know what? Fuck you. I'm going to drive over and hit you in the fucking face. <laughs> With my fist. I'm not cut and pasting anything, you fucking neurotic asshole. And so over the weekend, my son and I are hanging out. My son goes, why do you look at that? He goes, out of 10 things you see, my son Cade said to me, out of 10 things you see, how many are really interesting? And I go, fuck. I go, that's, that's my side, right? Yeah. Your mom would never think to say something like that. That's... <laughs> That's proof you're my kid. I go, you know what? I think I just keep refreshing, thinking that I'm 0 for 10, so maybe the next one will be 10 for 10. 
and it'll be right. And there isn't anything interesting on there. It's all just shit. And so uh, I got rid of Facebook. And with Facebook, went Messenger went away. And then uh, Instagram, to me, I used to like a lot. Yeah. And even Instagram recently became a bunch of people pissing and crying the blues about whatever the fuck's going on in their life. And uh, I just, I got, so I said, it's gone. And the only reason why I kept Twitter is because the fucking maniacs last night, yeah. that was so goddamn funny to me. I just was dying laughing at all of that. And tonight I ripped them about Federal <laughs> Boulevard and they're all yelling at me again. That to me, Dave, that shit, the group text that yeah. you, me, Woods, and Costa have, remind me, I got a trivia note for you about Woods. Okay. I'll tell you in a second. Um. But, you know, that I love. Twitter I love. But I just got so worn out on Facebook. So you, like, literally are closing it down. You aren't going to say, I'm just not going to look at it? Like well, you were saying. I I'm, disabled I'm, I'm, all the accounts. Okay. So the one thing was because there's pictures on there from kids and everything else. But my kids are at that age now where they don't want their fucking picture on social media. Right? When they were little and they get haircuts, everybody knows. Hey, you got a haircut or they're dressed up as Harry Potter. Now they're like, we don't fucking want that shit out there. You go, yeah, all right. And uh, they were dying laughing last night. Like, Cade was like, I was just kidding around. I go, I know, but you're right. So I don't know if it's shut down for two weeks or two months or, or two years. Yeah. But I sure didn't miss it today. Yeah, that it's one of those things, man. I, I think I look at all three. I look at Twitter a lot throughout the day. But as far as Facebook and Instagram, maybe two, three times a day. I'll, I'll log on. But you know what I'm to, talking yeah, about. Yeah, I, I got you. I'm trying the cut to, and paste shit. Yeah, I never do the cut and paste shit. But it, for what I do is I always try and think, am I wasting too much time doing this? I tell you when you realize how much time you spend looking at social media is if you ever pull up to red light and you just kind of keep the phone down. I know you aren't yeah. supposed to look at the phone and all of a sudden you're looking at your Instagram and you look up and you realize the light's green and it felt like you were yeah. barely looking at yeah. your phone and you're like, man, I'm looking at this shit a lot. I'm spending a lot of time just scrolling through and looking at different things. For me... And you too. I mean, you, you were from Minnesota, so I don't know how many friends or family that you had on social media. But for me, I have a lot of friends from Tennessee that I, mm -hmm. I like to see what they're doing or see how their yeah. kids are growing up. Since I had kids really young, they now have, have kids like the normal person did. And they have kids that are seven, eight, nine years old. And I want to see how, yeah. the, how their families are doing or what's going on and, and everything else. But um, the friends from Minneapolis, they fell off the algorithm. I don't know what happened. And so you would just see the same fucking story for four days. Hey, my daughter turned 17 today. And you're like, well, she turned 17 two weeks ago. So I don't know. But I was like, yeah, I'm done. When you, <laughs> I'm going to throw a question at you. Do you ever scroll through Facebook or Instagram of somebody that you know and you're like, or you knew in the, your past, and you're scrolling through and you're like, two, a couple things go through your head. How the fuck is she married to that guy? Yeah. And then, <laughs> or you think, man, I could have, I could have banged her. Yes. Or, or man, she would be next on my list. Like, yes. Start, <laughs> I think every guy right. breaks it down that way when it when it comes to a, to a right. hot chick. And I'm already neurotic. I don't need any more of that shit. <laughs> <laughs> right, Dave. But but I love that game because I start laughing. Because I bet there were fucking guys that dated my ex-wife that were like, how the fuck did she end up with that idiot? <laughs> yeah. You know, the funny thing is, you and I know so many of the same people that I guarantee yeah. we could do a top five list. Yeah. And I bet your list is pretty similar. Absolutely. As far as like, what the fuck? 
Yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck? So the other day, I've told you this story how when I went to uh, from Los Angeles to Tennessee as a kid, and you know, my mom's given me the breakdown on the South. Like, how the fuck would she know? She yeah. never lived anywhere but Beverly Hills. Yeah. And she's like, I remember we're driving cross country, and they're saying, you know, they don't call dinner uh, dinner; they call it supper. Supper. Yep. And you know, she's giving me the rules, and and the worst one she ever said was, "Black people don't want to be called black people; they want to be called coloreds." No. And, they yeah. don't. And, yeah. So, like, Sanford and Sons yeah. not on the air anymore, okay? And, like, I'm like, oh, fuck. It was the worst advice you could have given me. Right. Anyway, so I remember in first grade, um, Ronnie Nance, who had this giant afro, and I remember I went over and I touched his oh, hair. Oh, no. And boom, I got punched right in the fucking face. Good. Okay. So the other day, I'm going through Facebook, and I see a guy from junior high who writes, Man, so sad to see the death of our good friend, Ronnie Nance. Oh, no. And I almost wrote, Ronnie Nance punched me in the fucking face. He did. You had it coming. <laughs> but, but I didn't jump in because people would go, fuck off. Today's fuck not off. the day. Not today. <laughs> but that was the first thing that went through my head. I touched Ronnie's afro and he punched me right in the fucking face. Yeah, if I had the patience, I could edit it down to about six people. Right, like our buddy Creasy, I love seeing his family yeah, because yeah, yeah. they're they're across country. My buddy Kyle Outlaw, right? Those guys, but I, I just don't have the patience. So I, I told you, man. This year, I started dumping guys like crazy. I, yeah, and I know people have dumped me too because I, I I can see it that on the on. The, but I don't give a shit. I don't, Fuck no. I don't care. I love the Bill Belichick line. Yeah, when I'm watching Belichick and and Saban do their discussion yeah. and talking about social media, where he said. Everyone's worried about how many fucking likes they get. Yeah, who he cares? Goes, you know what? Worry about the fifty-three likes you get in this fucking locker room. Yeah, that's the only ones that matter. You don't know. You don't know those two thousand people you're upset with if you don't get a like or don't get a like. Fuck off. So I'm like, dude, he's absolutely right. So I started just slimming things out, just going, man, these people are nuts. You know, every, yeah. every Marjorie uh, Tyler Green were gone. Yeah, all those guys are gone. So I, I just said it was driving me nuts, and I don't yeah. want to fight with everybody. When I'm no. fucking around on Twitter, it's well, I got rid of yeah. Twitter is great because there are our friends, Armenia. I love those guys. They're just that's right. Like I was dying. Um, you want your Steve Woods? Trivia? Yeah, I do. Of course, I've been waiting. Um, Darren finished twentieth too. Oh, he did. Yeah, I just intentionally said Darren finished nineteenth because I know fucking Woods and Paul know that Darren was also twentieth. Oh, that's funny. But I oh, you son of a bitch. I bet you he doesn't even get to uh, you know fix it right here on the show before yeah. we get the text. Oh yeah, he's gonna lose his shit. <laughs> Did you, know, you fucking look? Uh, he was twentieth and we were twentieth. <laughs> All I know is the only one I know was Ben Maller. Ben Maller finished nineteen and in uh, well, like national radio shows or some shit. He, yeah. Ben said it like us. He goes, this is a fucking joke. He goes, I've been doing this I, forever. I've never been mentioned in any of these. Like all yeah. of a sudden, my show got good. Uh, he goes, so now I'm 19? He goes, well, great. I'm glad I get to share that number of Tony Gwynn. That's all he said was like, this is a fucking joke. Let me take you behind the curtain. The whole fucking first 15 minutes of this show was 100% done for an audience of one. I couldn't give less. I thought what Darren said was nice, right? Like, if he wants to tie it to the forum, it's fine. It was 100% done to fucking drive Woods insane. 100%. Because Dude, I intentionally mentioned... Darren finished 19 and fucking Woods finished 20. And I guarantee you that fucker and Paul are going to be so mad. Fucking guy, can he look at the numbers? And it, None of it mattered. The I, whole, honestly, I don't think Paul goes crazy like Woods does. 
I, I've never seen a guy. He will that, he will freak out when he hears that I keep I I intentionally said it about three times. Oh my god, dude! To make sure they fuck and Dave, I didn't tell Dave going in. No, I didn't tell you anything, and I I would imagine you didn't correct me. I didn't know. I didn't look. I didn't care. But no, but <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Take you behind the curtain. A lot of times we do this show for an audience yeah. of one, and it's just to push that fucker's buttons because I love the guy so much. And the whole time, I just kept doing it because I'm like, this guy is going to fucking run me over in the parking lot tomorrow. So, yeah, I knew Darren finished 20th, but I just did it to bust his balls. And I, he may figure it out early on because he now he's figured out the rhythm of this show. But sorry, everybody. I just uh, when Dave was talking about people dropping you and getting rid of you, yeah. the whole thing, I was like, shit, I better clear this <laughs> up. Here, I don't, don't want to get dropped off Woods. the group text. I've never seen a guy, and look, I understand everybody wants to be liked and everybody wants to be wanted. You could say you don't, but it, it feels better when people like you. Woods will admit it drives him crazy if somebody puts down something that is important to him. Obviously, his show is important to oh, him. Oh, God damn. There was a great one yesterday. Oh, my he God. He lost his shit, He right? does. He freak, He like overly freaks out. You know? <laughs> there was something that one of you wrote to him yesterday. Was it about his new game? It was about some music segment. Yeah, and one of you called him. I think the, the and I didn't hear it, but I think I heard him introduce said what it was going to be. I think can you beat Woods in music? And and somebody wrote on Twitter and cc'd you and me on it. Hey, <laughs> this will be better than Steve's new lame music game. And I didn't even know what the game was as soon as I saw it. I go, oh, he's going to lose his yeah. shit. And you just go down and it's lame. Yeah, that's all he wrote. And I just, I just wrote to him. I go, that guy's so far in your fucking head. He goes, God damn it. <laughs> Everybody gets into his head. It is so funny to me. He's the greatest. He's just the fucking But the great. thing is, he's like 45 years old. I'm like, dude, at what point are you going to say it doesn't matter? I, I don't know. But there are days when I, I think he just looks at us like the two older brothers. He has a brother, right? Yeah, he does. Yeah. I think he just looks at us, and I don't know how you view. I don't know how he views Mike, but I think he just looks at us like the two older brothers, where he's like, "I know they fucking love me, but they just fucking torture me every day." Yeah, because it's so fun. Because <laughs> he's just so fucking funny. So one hundred percent, that whole setup, the whole thing. I I really didn't care. I thought the forum thing was, or I didn't care about that. I thought what Darren yeah. said about diversity, none of it impacted me. That whole first 15 minutes of this show was just to repeatedly say Darren finished 19th and Steve finished 20th because I knew it would drive him right up the fucking wall. And now he is probably going to either tase me or run me over at the car or I'm going to get a text message at about he here's the first part. So I'll get a text message at about yeah. 430. Fuck you. Everybody finished 20th. Good. All right, I'm sorry. Good. My apologies to one of my favorite guys. I'm sorry to be that guy. But I didn't tell Dave coming in. This was no, 100. I, I didn't know. Just driving in, I'm like, I'm just going to fucking bump Darren up one notch to 19 because it, it'll fucking make him Dude, all I know is in that goddamn group text that we're in with, with Woods Costa, you and oh me. Oh, my God. You and I, the whole time, fuck it. Everything's out. I mean, it, it, it's so terrible, but it's out. Costa, I always thought, always had the feeling like, Man, if I ever burn a bridge, these motherfuckers are going to screenshot no. and send it. We would never do that. That's what was pissing me off about Mike before. I thought he was holding back. 
Now Mike's 100 percent. Oh in. my god, it's unbelievable. Woods is the one that's doing the ha-has and doesn't jump in. He stays out. He, he's protecting his fucking yeah. career. We aren't gonna fuck you over. No. Maybe he doesn't trust Mike. Yeah. Maybe Woods is afraid that Mike wants to work with Ben. That'd be a good show. Uh, Scott Kaplan, I have a question for you. News came out yesterday that Scott is moving to 4 o'clock on 710 in L.A. Yes. With George Sedano and LZ Granderson. Yeah. Now, that's really cool coming out of Mesa in Ireland. I don't know LZ Granderson, but Sedano we've dealt with. Incredible guy. It's weird, though, because George has always been a number one. The guy who kind of leads the conversation gets you in and out. Yeah. Kaplan's always been a number one. How's that dynamic going to work? I imagine. Uh, see, Kaplan to me is a guy that can do both. He, he, he could do both. And Sedano remains the number one, and Kaplan jumps in as the guy. Here's the deal. Kaplan can talk. I mean, he doesn't yeah. need anybody to work with him. To have three guys sitting on one mic, basically, it's not good for LZ. Nope. Kapl- and Kaplan and Sedano have known each other a long time. Good for yeah. for Scott to to get that shot. Afternoon drive in L.A. is a good deal. But what does that mean to 1090? That's what I wondered. What the hell? I like it fucking matters. Who would know? Dude. Nobody pays attention. Isn't that I don't have it even as a preset. I'm a sports fan. No, I don't either. Yeah, nobody nobody fucking listens. Isn't that unbelievable? Was it a year ago, Dave, when they were talking about that, or does it go back further than that? I think that? it was about a year ago that they talked to us, and then I think they started up in the summer. Is that right? I think that's my guess. I think that's it. Ugh, man. But, um, yeah, dude, no one's listening. It's, it's bad. It's not regular radio. It's it's it's, it's insane. Yeah. It's, it, it doesn't make, none of it makes any sense. I, With this show, you know, you're getting, you, we don't give you timely stuff for a reason. When but, you're doing radio and people turn yeah. the dial on, it's supposed to be timely. I just said they were really nice to us. Cap was great. They He's were. always been we great. We talked to the owner, nice guy. Bill, nice dude. But I just came down and I said to Dave, I can't buy into their business plan. Yep. I don't see any way their fucking business plan is going to work. And right now, I, have a check and I get fucking benefits and the boss is nice to me and I make a decent wage and I'm not going to fucking give that up. And then they were like taped the show the night before and all these other crazy fucking things. And I just said, Hey guys, man, I wish you nothing but the best. Bullshit. But- this is what Jeff wrote. All caps. I'm out. That's I'm out. what you wrote. You didn't give any explanation to me. You gave me all this. Yeah. To, to the guy that was a nice guy to you that wanted you. You just write, I'm out. And I'm, I'm out. Like, yeah. Fuck. Because I knew the what? next call is them calling me, going, what the me? What? what? <laughs> was I like, wrong? No, you were 100% right. I yeah. mean, again, it just made me laugh. You weren't yeah. You weren't that cordial to them when you turned well, it down. Because they just, they kept circling around to different things. And it just wasn't going to work. And and like I said, man. No, the way it would have worked, we would have had a record at like 2 in the morning. God, that would have been. Then time it out, send it to New York. They put the commercials in. You and I would be sleeping by the time the show started running at 6 in the morning. Yeah. And and Steve and Mike openly said, we're going to fucking smoke you. You tape that thing the night before. I'm just telling yeah. you. And I go, fuck, I'd do the same to you. <laughs> no, I didn't. No, you're right. I, I, nothing I, wrong with it. And I just said, I there's no fucking way that thing works. I look, they have an iconic signal. It's yes. fifty thousand watts. At what point does that station look around and go, okay, we got to fucking tear this up and start over? I don't know. I mean, I don't see their books unless well, they're making zero, money. No, well, I don't know, but it's again, it's a zero point zero since June. They don't exist. 
Uh, so, but anyways, good luck to Cap and yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm happy for Scott because completely. Now that he's doing afternoon drive, our experience but, with ESPN, they they pay well. And I, but Scott what happens has bills. to Padilla and fucking JB? I, I don't know. I, I have no idea what happens. Uh, um, but but if on just from Scott's point, hey, good for him. And, and then, you know what's funny about LZ? Have you ever yeah. have you ever been anywhere L, where LZ is? No. He's a, he's a very nice guy. Um, <laughs> a couple of years ago, my my son was at the ESPYS a couple mm. years in a row. Josh is sitting front row, like next to every yeah. celebrity in the world, like Peyton Manning, all these guys. LZ's back row. Oh, wow. Way in the back. He's like, what the fuck? Yeah, this <laughs> happened. He kept complaining. Columnist for the LA Times. Yeah, he kept complaining, going, hey, what the fuck happens here? Jerry I, Gross. I work here in this city. Uh, yeah. I'm on TV. I'm on fucking ESPN, ESPN Radio. I work for ESPN. Why am I in the back fucking row? And Josh was like, dude, I don't know what even what to say to him. Yeah, because I'm sitting there next to Floyd Mayweather, and but he was a seat filler. Josh was, yeah, a seat he was, filler, but right? he was a seat filler for the front row. Yeah, well, because those are where all the guys are coming yeah. up. You don't want to have a bunch yeah. of empty chairs. Poor Fuck LZ. It. Poor, poor LZ. LZ is going to be uh, in the back row again when Scott starts talking. He's not going to give him any airtime. Uh, one other thing, and this is all I got for you, uh, man. You saw this today. I mean, you drive by the 15, you see the stadium coming down. It, it just gets. Weird, right? Every day it just feels more weird when you see it. Is the scoreboard still up? Score part of it. Like okay. they've started taking the back part off. And then we saw the news tonight that Marty Schottenheimer has been moved into a hospice facility yeah. as he continues his battle with Alzheimer's. And man, you you look back for Charger fans. And I I loved Mike Riley. Mike Riley was so good to me and Dave, but Mike was not. Mike should, was a college coach. He wasn't yeah. an NFL head coach. He had a shitty roster, too. Absolutely. Well, he did. I mean, he had Junior and Rodney and a few other guys, but you're right, Dave. There wasn't much talent here. And John Butler came in. Oh, goddamn right. I did. Goddamn right. <laughs> Get that name right, kid. And, uh, and AJ came in, and Buddy Nix came in. And they started changing things around. And yeah. one of the first things that John did was Mike went out, they hired Marty Schottenheimer. And immediately, immediately, this organization had credibility. Yep. And there were plenty of things that went wrong, right? I mean, for Marty, you had those Pro Bowl teams. Uh, you're 14 and two, but you were so stubborn that you wanted to hire your brother. Uh, they ultimately show you the door, and then this franchise goes right back to who they always were when you bring Norv in. But goddamn, I got to tell you, Dave, in the in the limited dealings that we had with Marty, he was always a very, very good guy. Yeah, no complaints. He was a good dude and solid, right? The gleam and all that stuff. Say whatever you want. At, at his core, he was such a good guy. And brought credibility to this team. I love what Pete and Point Loma wrote today, which was it was really funny to see a head coach like Marty go all in for Raider Week. He loved it. Yeah. Now he had been through it with the Chiefs, yep. right? But when he started going all in on Raider Week, man, did it engage him with this fan base. And uh, I don't know. It's just, it's such a weird time, right? Because. Yeah. That excitement of playoff football out there, and it, it just feels further and further in the rearview mirror with the stadium going away. But, man, all the best to the Schottenheimer family. It was a unique time when he was here. I know he gets the, the frustration for getting the unsportsmanlike conduct penalty right. And fourth and – what did he go for it on? 
Wasn't that Marty oh that went for it on like fourth and fifteen or whatever that call was? I don't recall. But but he uh he was the man when he was here. And obviously Kansas City and Cleveland too yeah, he turned and, them around as well. Even with the Redskins, he got off to a bad right. start, but he finished eight and eight. Right. But uh he's only there one season. You know, a couple things. And then on came Marty. here, right? And then he came here after the Redskins. Yeah. Sorry. At the time it was the Redskins. Um so Marty Schottenheimer, two hundred and five wins. At the time I think yeah. it was the third most wins in NFL history. Wow. But also the big thing is it's the only guy with over two hundred wins never to go to a Super Bowl. Yeah. Which, you know, obviously that was the one thing he really needed. A couple things I want to point out. Marty was great when he was here. A lot of guys have changed their story, shocker. Yeah. Dramatically, guys who were on that team that Jeff and I would talk to privately that yeah. would tell us, fuck Marty. He's you know? full of shit. He's full of shit, and we aren't little kids anymore, and we're grown men. We aren't 22. We're 27, 28, yeah. and he just start treating us like men. He needs to get the fuck out. And then all of a sudden, those same guys, man, they should have never got rid of Marty. Dude, you guys complained to us. Yeah. A lot of these guys that, that you guys know very well that were starters did not want Marty part of the Chargers anymore. After that 14-2 and two season, they thought basically his message got old and it was time for him to go. And he kind of got pushed out by a lot of different people in that yeah. organization. Voices in that locker room. A lot of people, voices in that locker room that people would be shocked to hear privately told us, fuck him, we're grown yeah. men. He never talked to us like grown men anymore. It was bullshit. Yeah. Um, just playing devil's advocate for those guys, because I remember those conversations. Yeah, you remember that. But do you think, Dave, it could be a little bit of don't know what you got till it's exactly gone? Exactly right. And and, and yeah. here's the deal: you 27 years old. Yeah, you think you're a man. Okay, you mm -hmm. are sure. technically a man, but you don't realize what you have until it's gone. Right. And and guys who you know, if you were to talk to guys that were with the Chiefs or the Browns or guys. That understood, hey, I experienced something with him. We didn't make it to the Super Bowl, but he was the best coach I ever had. Yeah. And even the Ernest Biner thing, as bad as that was, man, Marty and Ernest were extremely tight all the way through. The sad thing is, I met Ernest Biner when he left the left the Browns for Washington. Yeah. Dude, he might be the nicest guy you're ever going to meet. And to see that horrible situation happen to both of them. Yeah. Because Marty and, and Ernest yeah. kind of linked on that. And so you just sit there and go, two guys that just wanted to get to a Super Bowl and fuck it, didn't happen. Um, and I get it too. I mean, we we talk about it and maybe it's one of those things. I mean, I, I've talked a lot here about the appreciation that I have for the coaches at San Diego High School. Yeah. Because I didn't have a connection with any of the teachers. The teachers themselves were a bunch of fucking morons. The counselors were a bunch of fucking morons. And the principal and the vice principal, other than the very hot one uh, uh, vice principal that would show up at the local sporting goods store and try on shoes all day in dolphin shorts and gave us all an education, she was awesome. And we loved her. But uh, Griff, JRS, Tim Griffin's okay. listening to this right now. He's like, what? JRS, Griff, that one. Regular visitor to high five. But the coaches that we have, and Dave, that's why I wonder on the Schottenheimer thing, because whether it was Steve Armstrong, Danny Field, John Cannon, Craig Bell, Ed Wiley, uh, those guys that meant so much to me, I felt like I knew it at the time. I felt like I did. Yeah. And then that was the fun thing throughout the years to be able to thank those guys. And I bring it up because a pretty wild thing happened yesterday, uh, circling back to Padre Baseball. Padres announced two extensions yesterday. Uh, A.J. Preller, 
ends up getting a four-year extension now through 2026 and gets promoted to baseball president of baseball operations. Yeah. Pretty big title. Kind of the same job that Friedman has with the Dodgers. Right, or yeah. Theo had with the Cubs, yeah. that type thing. And you wonder, too, like, does he bring in a GM? Could a Josh Stein get promoted to GM? Or, or will AJ continue to do everything, right? Yeah. I don't know. Uh, but Eric Gruppner got promoted to CEO. Yeah, he's my favorite guy in the organization. And... How about this? The night that you couldn't make, Jim Trotter, Sean Walchiff, and I, from the night that we gave away in A.J. Preller's box, we're in there, and uh, I had never met Eric. And he comes in, and we're chatting. I mean, you see him, right, like in the media guide or whatever, see him around. And he goes, hey, man, I got to ask you a question. He goes, are you related to Jim Dotseth? In Minneapolis, I said, yeah, it's my uncle. He goes, dude, that was my high school football coach. That's crazy. And I said, get out of here. And we had the nicest, and my uncle Jim's and I have had an amazing relationship my entire life. And uh, and we chatted the whole thing. And Dave, when Eric got promoted and when things started to get promoted, um, I honestly, I, I was saying tonight to my, because I sent that to my uncle Jim my aunts, my dad comes from a family of five kids. And so I sent it um, to my uncle, all of his brothers and sisters, and then my brother and sister too, right? And I said, when Eric got promoted, um, I I just don't know a guy for the time that we've covered the Padre team where there was a more popular guy from top to bottom. From the media, everybody who deals with them like that, from people inside that building that were absolutely thrilled to see him get promoted. And so Bill Center wrote something tonight on Twitter, or maybe it was from yesterday. He mentioned that AJ and Eric had been uh, promoted. So I retweeted it and said, Eric played for my uncle in Minneapolis. Yeah, It's great to see the positive influence the Dotseth boys continue to have on thousands of people. And I said, Nick Canepa will confirm it. And Nick said, yes, your influence has been teaching guys how to keep radio jobs. I go, you son of a son bitch. of a bitch. And goddamn, if Eric Gruppner didn't jump in and yell, coach Dotson. He's it? like, That's I've been cool. so lucky for the coaches, but I know how much it meant to my uncle Jim. Yeah. When you, when you, I said to him, Jimmy went out of his way to say the impact you made on him. And, yeah. and Jim's thrilled because My uncle coached high school football and wrestling for 35 years in Minneapolis. He was the head of the High School Football Association. You meet so many kids, right? And he's been impacted. And he just was so thrilled tonight, excited tonight um, to see that. And so congratulations to Eric. Congratulations to AJ. But I want to bring this up. Billy wrote us a message tonight and asked us, to get into what happened with Lucino and Moores. Yeah. And why that relationship fell apart. And I have an opinion on it, but I don't know if it's the right story. Do you have an opinion on what happened? I was trying to think. When Billy wrote that to us and asked us to talk about it, I was trying to think in my mind exactly how, because at the time I think we had a pretty good idea how things went down. Yeah. Um, I will tell this, man. I blame a lot of people in San Diego for – blowing up John Moore's situation here in San Diego. Uh-huh. John Moore's did a lot of great things here in this city 
And then you motherfuckers ruined it. You guys yeah. started making things personal against John Morris. And you crossed the line. And basically, we talked about, a second ago, talking about hurt feelings. Yeah. Here's a guy that says, dude, I don't have to give a dime of my money to anything but this fucking Padre team. But yeah. I gave a shitload of money to San Diego State. All over. All over the place. And you can sit there and look at the list. It's more than like 20 people that needed money. I mean, organizations that needed money. Yeah. To make Cancer this city research. better. Yeah, to make this city a lot better. And all of a sudden, you sons of bitches fucking went after him. And he said, you know what? Fuck you. I'm going to take my money, me, and we're going to get the fuck out of here. You guys pushed yeah. me out of this fucking town. Well, I believe there were people in that front office that were brought in as executives and other things uh, that didn't like Larry. Yeah. Larry was a People guy- say Larry's tough to work for. Oh. But we don't care as fans because the good no. things were happening. But- the problem is what John didn't see was Larry and Larry's guys, Steinberg, Theo, yep. Mike D. Yep. Well, and you can joke all you want about Mike D. Mike was part of that team. Sam Kennedy, Glenn Geffner, Theo. A lot of those guys um, were responsible for a lot of things that happened here. They were here for the 96 team. They were here for the 98 team, and those guys, starting they with- They changed the, the entire culture. 100%. They were the guys responsible for the palm trees in Saturday Night Baseball Night in San Diego when 50,000 people were routinely packed into that fucking yeah. stadium that we're in the process of tearing down. Larry was the reason that all you fuckers can see games every night because at the time we didn't know any better. We settled for 75 fucking road games on Channel 8 or Channel 5 and two or three home games. And Larry came into KFMB and said, you're gone and was responsible with Dan Novak and Dennis Morgino for building Cox Channel 4. Yep. Larry Lucchino was the guy responsible, ran point with his team to get Petco Park built, which completely changed downtown San Diego. And the problem was a bunch of fucking guys with balls the size of raisins got in the ear of John Moores and said, we don't need Larry, and John fucking yeah. believed him. Yeah, he started bringing in that guy with wouldn't wear shoes in the office. Bob Visas. Bob Visas. Walked around with no shirt yeah. on. And uh, he did. No shoes, no shirt, no service, Bob. No. Yeah. I, I don't know who exactly it was, but I know that there were voices in the ear of John. Yeah. And John made a huge mistake and let Larry go. Yeah. And I just remember, I didn't get many things right on that fucking KFMB show. I just remember saying, San Diego will never recover from this. No. I, and, and again, go ahead. And the day we did recover, in a sense was the day that Pete Seidler bought this team. Yeah. Pete Seidler, Ron Fowler, and and honestly, the day they hired Preller, right? And you go, I mean, because those are the guys that put it together. But Pete Seidler came in, Ron Fowler came in and rescued it. But where would this city have been? Where would yeah. this team have been? Because Larry was the guy that could check Kevin. Yeah. That could check Kevin Towers and say, hang on. We're not doing that. And I, I, Dave, you cannot fucking convince me. You just cannot convince me. And this is not hindsight being 2020. 
No fucking way Larry Lucchino drafts Matt Bush number one. No way. No, no way. fucking way. Now, whether it's Verlander. Or, or Weaver. Or Weaver. You were doing better than Matt Bush. You were doing better than Matt Bush. No, and, you're 100% right. And I know John went through the divorce and then finances changed and everything else. I, I just think Larry fucking steps in. Yeah. We would not have gone through the Morad shit because Larry understood they're just... There would have been a lot of fucking things. And I'll tell you the other fucking thing that would not have happened. The Red Sox wouldn't have won four World Series. That would have been great. <laughs> We'd still be laughing at them. The other thing that would... And the Cubs might not have won. True. The other thing that absolutely, absolutely 100% would not have happened in this town is Bruce Bochy would not have been fired. Yeah, that's true. No fucking way. That's that dipshit true. Sandy Alderson, most overhyped guy in baseball. So fucking great watching him you know, backpedal now after what happened with the GM and what happened with Mickey Calloway. Most overrated guy in the fucking history of baseball is Sandy Alderson because he fucked this organization. No way Boach has shown the door. No way Matt Bush has shown the door. And I'm just telling you, I, I couldn't be, you and I were Lucchino guys, and for whatever reason, he bought into us, which I've always been grateful for. Yeah. We got to get him in here. It's, okay, so a couple things you, you said to step back on. Um, one thing is when you talk about how teams and lives have changed, that moment was big. Larry leaves, and we've talked Devastate. about this before, where Charles Steinberg came in studio with us yeah. at KFMB, and he said all of us, meaning the guys Jeff just mentioned, part of the Lucino group, are going to Boston. Yep. And we're going to win a World Series. We're never yep. going to buy another meal the rest of our right. lives. We're going to be kings. And he called it, and it was true. And they not only win one, they won four. So, fantastic job. I, I think about, you just mentioned Callaway. Of course, he's with Angels now. Whenever I'm watching highlights, I was watching the Al Michaels thing the other day, mm -hmm. and he makes the Dave Henderson home run call. Yeah. If Dave Henderson doesn't hit that home run, yeah. the Bill Buckner play never happens in the World yeah. Series, which changed his entire life. Yeah. Donnie Moore. Butterfly effect. Yeah. Donnie Moore doesn't go home, shoot his wife in the face five times, and then kill himself. Yeah. You know, I mean, it, just that swing of the bat changed so many things. And then you go, well, Larry Lucchino, obviously we're talking life or death there, but Larry Lucchino changed um, basically three organizations by leaving. Changed the Cubs, changed the Red Sox, changed the Padres Yeah, by, by leaving. It was, uh, it was, it was, a, everything was a bad deal because it was, it was great. When Ted Lightner was in here, he kept using the phrase, it was Camelot. It, mm -hmm. it was, it was great. Yeah. And we had Boach, he was great, Towers was great. But we but, knew it but, ended that night. But you, we did. We knew it ended and, that night. And we talk about the 10 years of bad drafts. Go back yeah. and look at the drafts from the, that 10-year period where they blew every first-round pick. Yeah. And you go, and if Larry was here, it wouldn't have happened this way. It wouldn't have been because like this. Because Theo would have been here. It, it would have been. It would, and, and McLeod, yeah. and who knows yes. if Hoyer That's comes right. here? That's who right. knows? And it's one of those things where you're like, man, we, we fucking blew it. We fucking yeah. blew it. Um, a year ago... Pete Seidler was supposed to be sitting in here. I was keeping it quiet, so we have a big guest coming on. Seidler yeah. was supposed to come before COVID. Yeah. Pete was going to come here and, and talk. I pursued him, you know, Facebook friends, the whole deal, and said, hey. And he goes, yeah, uh, when things settle down, I'll, I'll, I'm coming in. And so I was looking forward. I'd love when COVID's over, but I'd love to have Eric in. Probably I doubt would ever come in. But yeah. um, it, when you mentioned Eric, really good dude, smart guy. And I think a lot of Padre fans don't realize how important he is to the organization. Dude, he's great. As you mentioned, that night that you guys were all down there, I wasn't there. But I did get a chance to meet him, and, and I got a chance to sit in his box on uh, when I was nominated yeah. for, for a coach of the year, for yeah. uh, for San Diego coach of the year. I got to sit in his box and talk to him. 
Super good guy, really bright guy. San Diego's lucky to have him. Not a guy that's, that's looking why you for get a publicity. Five-year gig at CEO. Yes. Yeah, right? I mean, yeah. really good dude. And you talk about some of the old presidents that we've had. That Larry was great, but mm-hmm. not everybody's Larry. He he's really good, and I think it's really important. A lot of times, you don't have the guys that are looking for the camera all the time. No, he's not in the way. No, and and really good relationship from what I could tell with Preller. Yeah, and just. He's not going to stick his nose in, right? That was Mike's yeah. problem when Mike got that job. Mike uh, Mike thought he was a baseball guy yeah, and got in the way uh, for Josh Burns or, or whoever else. But, but, Billy, you asked what happened, and that is, to the best of my... My I mean, memory is pretty close to yours. 19 years ago, right? Yeah. I mean, it's been a long time since he's been gone. Um, that's the way I remember it, is that guys got in John's ear... And I, I, I can't speak to what John and Larry's relationship was like day to day. I don't know. I wasn't there, but I just know, man, this team was nothing. Yeah. And those two guys came in together. John deserves credit because John put money up. Larry interviewed, let Randy Smith go, interviewed a thousand different guys for that job. Frank Wren and others. That's right. And uh, and realized that the best guy for the job was the dude sitting to his right, who was the scouting director, Kevin Towers. And those guys had an amazing relationship and, and brought Theo in and brought Freddie Jr. in. And all those guys came in. And to be there, the thing that was exciting was that's my team. That's a team I love since I was 13 years old. And you get laughed at a lot, right, for who they are. And you go, fuck, man, dude, we got some, we got some, yeah. they went out and got Kevin Brown, all that shit. And remember, uh, 99, shit got a little different, right? Finances yeah. changed a little bit. I mean, you weren't going to give Kevin the money that the Dodgers no. gave him. I got it. But uh, who the fuck's calling? <laughs> hey, what time? Hey, what? Oh, hey, sorry. Hey, Dave and I are doing a podcast right now, and I just answered this phone, and you're on the podcast. Oh, well, hello. All right, you want me to call you later? Yeah, I can call you later. All right, love you. All right, love you, too. <laughs> I want to see we send it back. I want to see what's going to stop it all right. I love it. Good for you. Um, but, yeah, that's it. And and to me, Dave, like, I, 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 I don't know – what Charger fans feel like, right? I mean, if you go back to when Don Coriel was let go. Yeah. Dude, that Lucchino thing, 19 years later, really, really upsets me. Oh, yeah, It should. really, really upsets me, even tonight thinking about it, where you go, Richie Garcia, right? That gets a reaction yeah. out of everybody. Matt Holiday gets a reaction out of everybody. Um. The Lucchino one really, really upsets me because we were here and you fucking knew in that moment. I remember being at that press conference, sitting up there at uh, at Qualcomm. Yeah. And Larry Larry did his thing. And I just remember saying to all those guys, Steinberg, Geffner, Theo, all those guys, this, is, this fucking sucks. And they all knew it too. And yeah. uh yeah, those guys all have World Series rings, and I'm sitting in a garage. <laughs> all right, let me ask you this question. I threw it out there today on, on Twitter this morning, okay? Okay. Which Padre team would you rather have? I saw that. The, okay, these five guys. The 92 team had Benito Santiago catching. Okay. Fred McGriff at first. Wow. 
Gary Sheffield at third. <laughs> wow. Tony Fernandez at short and yeah. Tony Gwynn in right. Okay. The two, two, 2021 team is going to have Aaron Nola at catcher, Eric Hosmer yeah. at first, Fernando Tatis Jr. at short, Manny Machado at third, Will Myers in right. Yeah. Which five do you want? Oh, man. It's funny. God, I loved Gary Sheffield when he was here. Yeah. Love Sheffield. He was great. Um, Tony Fernandez, I hated from the day he got here. Me too. <laughs> because um, I loved Robbie Alomar. So Tony is special. Benito is incredible. But Benito at 92, you felt like, was already kind of on borrowed time. Like he, yeah, which was weird. Wasn't he gone like the next year? Yeah, they all to the were Marlins? outside of Tony. But yeah, they all were <laughs> kind of gone pretty fast. But the thing that you have to look at, David. Benito, though, looked old, right? Yeah, I mean, he got here in 87, yeah. but five years later. But I love the follow-up that somebody sent you and said, tell me what the rotation was in And that's the thing. is, uh, If you look at was, the two teams. Was Bruce Hurst, Hurst wasn't still here at that time, I don't think. I, I don't remember now. All I can tell you is I looked at the roster today, both teams. Yeah. The 92 team is so fucking ridiculously bad. You know, as far as yeah. lacking talent. The five guys I mentioned were the five best players on that team. Okay, the 2021 team is a much more talented team. What I wanted people to do overwhelmingly was to pick the 92 team to go, well, great, they finished in third place with that fucking team with an 82-80 yeah. record. But people that started figuring it out, well, what did it look like? Well, there was nothing around there that was good. Kurt Stilwell was your fucking starting second baseman. You know, there were a bunch of horseshit players on that team. And but outside of those five guys, they always talked about the four tops. People didn't mention Benito. So Fred McGriff was on MLB Network today, and he was talking about his career. Yeah, and he went he went on with Matt Veskersen and Harold Reynolds as guess who this is? They didn't you know tell him tell Matt sure. that it was Fred McGriff. Harold Reynolds knew, and he goes, "Did you play in the '80s?" And he goes, "I did play in the '80s." And he goes, "Ben Ogilvy," and Fred McGriff <laughs> goes. <laughs> If you say Ben Ogilvy one more time, best coach, and I'll come down there and beat the shit out of you. You're so mad at him, dude, for just calling him Ben Ogilvy. But the crime dog was so fucking good. And he is a Hall of Famer. You look at his numbers, and the yeah. guys I just mentioned, Sheffield should be in the Hall of Fame, Gwyn's in the Hall of Fame, or Griff in the Hall of Fame. Those three guys are Hall of Famers. I mean, outstanding players. Dude, let's look at this, Dave. Let me tell you the, the pitching staff, okay? Larry Anderson coming out of the bullpen. Solid, right? Solid middle guy. Andy Bennis. Doug Brocale, Pat Clements, Jim Deshays. How about that? I think people wow. forget Jim I Deshays did. was here. Dave Island, Gene Harris, Greg Harris, Jeremy Hernandez, Bruce Hurst was here, Craig Lefferts, Mike Maddox coming out of the bullpen, Jose Melendez, Randy Myers was your closer, Rich Rodriguez, Tim Scott, and Frank Seminera. Jesus. And then your infield was Paul Ferries, Tony Fernandez, Jeff Gardner, McGriff Sheffield, Shipley, Stillwell, Timmy Tuffle, and Guillermo Velasquez. And then in your outfield, how about this shit? <laughs> Oscar Azokar, Gerald Clark, Tony Gwynn, Darren Jackson, Gary Pettis, yeah. Phil Stevenson, Jim Vatcher, Kevin Ward, and Thomas Howard was here too. And then behind the plate, Dan Bellardello. Tommy Lampkin, Jesus. former Padre great, Benito, and uh, Dan Walters, former yeah. San Diego Cup. Yeah. Um, God damn. So, yeah, I'll take that. I'm so excited for this year. I can't wait. <laughs>
All right. Hey, want to mention Brian Curry. Look, if you're in the market for a brand new home, so many people right now you're hearing are moving. So many people are looking for a different neighborhood, a different lifestyle. Just even to shake things up, people are, are telling me, saying, look, after the year that we had, they kind of just feel like you want to shake the cobwebs a little bit. If you're looking for a house, whether it's a bigger house, a smaller house, a house with a really good school district, Brian Curry is who you need to talk to. Brian Curry has been doing real estate in San Diego for more than 20 years. He's great at what he does. 619-251-1588. 619-251-1588. Well, I'm not going to mention any more neighborhoods where you don't want to leave because if uh, live because it feels like every night I do it, somebody gets shot there. Yes, don't do that. I have rock solid alibis. I know where. If this I've was been. a TV show. You'd be the first one the cops are talking to. Man, oh man. I think you're shooting these people. This would be bad. Uh, so let me just emphasize some good neighborhoods. Okay, like East Lake. There you East go. Lake's great. Love it down here. Families, kids or pets. If you have kids or pets or neither, you couldn't do wrong coming to East Lake. And I'll say this: uh, say what you want about East Lake. I've been dying all day, as I mentioned. I have tortured my sciatic nerve. I've been in East Lake for two hours. I feel great. Good. And when I have to walk to my car in nine minutes, could be a different situation. But <laughs> wherever you and your family want to end up. Uh, Brian Curry can help you get there. Check him out on Twitter at I Sell San Diego, but give him a call. Tell him Dave and Jeff sent you. Also, don't forget Taylor and May pools. The weather's already starting to warm up a little bit. You see, there's no rain expected. If you look at that calendar, Taylor May pools, that perfect pool for you is just around the corner. All you have to do is call Alan Taylor, Taylor May pools. He'll make it happen for you. Make your backyard a staycation. 619 449 4452. 619-449-4452. What you need uh, right now, Dave, I need that pool, that tailor-made pool that has the jet spa. Yes. So you can just sit there and have that. No shit. Crank it up to about volume nine so the water's coming out of there like a Randy Johnson fastball and just get rid of any pain that I have or it'll just completely blow up the sciatic <laughs> nerve and I'll be the guy in traction. But... Man, uh, driving around Carlsbad today, mid-afternoon, the weather was so goddamn nice. It's absolutely so nice. And a little bit of rain, a little bit of drizzle tonight. But we get it. The weather's perfect. And I told you the other day, I bought that thing from the LA Kings, right? 125 bucks, a couple of tickets. They send my kids each a jersey. So really fun promotion. And then the Kings said to me tonight, they go, hey, Jeff, we're just letting you know, we don't see any chance Oh, that we get a fan in the building for 21 uh, for this year. But we're going to take good care of you next year. We hope to be starting in the fall, full building. We'll give you plenty of games. I mean, they were great. Cool. But the point of that being, the Kings are telling you right now for the next eight months, nobody's getting into Staples Center if they had a guess, which means we're probably not getting into a lot of places, which means 21 is going to look a lot like 20. So if you didn't have a tailor-made pool last year, what are you waiting on now? You know yep. how that went. Give Alan and his team a call. Let him come out. Find the right pool for your backyard. And all of a sudden, however long your stay-at-home order is, is going to feel a lot different than it did in 2020. Absolutely. Now, look, to be able to afford that house and that pool, you're going to want to be able to talk to Dan Williams. Dan Williams will walk through the process of what's going on financially. You want to be out of debt. He will help you do that. You want to get out of the real market, buy your own home. Dan Williams is the guy. He's the guy that will walk you through everything as far as let's get out of debt first, and then we'll go from there. Again, his number is 858-688-6813, 858-688-6813. Man, there is nothing better than being out of debt. And 
And so many of you, you know how I know? Because I've spent plenty of days in debt, and it sucks. And your credit score gets impacted, your ability to do things, whether for yourself or your family, are impacted, and your ability to buy a house is impacted. All of those things can change with a simple phone call to Dan Williams. I'm such a big proponent of that book, Borrow Smart, Repay Smart, because it's going to help you change things. And by following a lot of the things that Dan taught me, A, I was able to get out of debt, B, I was able to put money in the bank, and C, I was able to see my credit score get to over 800. When your credit score has been as low as 680, when it gets to 800, you preach about it all the time. And so, uh, yeah, it, assuming the housing market, some things are going to change, uh, I'm going to be ready to go. And I can't thank Dan and Brian and, and Alan and the guys enough. But you need somebody on your side. Dan's that guy for you. Give him a call. Tell him we sent you. All right. Kyle Fluger will help you with the website. He's done ours. He's done a fantastic job. If you haven't checked it out, please look at it, DaveAndJeffShow.com. He can help build a brand-new website for you. Also, fix the one that you have, 619-500-6621, 619-500-6621. I was trying to think of websites that you look at and you go, that's incredibly fun, right? That's a website where it's great and you can spend time. And then you go, well, hang on. I know a lot of those, but unfortunately, they're not safe at work. Yes. So then you go, what's a website where you go, all right, that's safe for work, and it's really fun, and you can goof around and lose yourself. Spotify is great, right? If you're a music fan, pretty much you can find 99% of the music you want on yeah. Spotify. But the other thing is uh, YouTube. And last night, my sons and I, Started watching um, Office bloopers, the bloopers yeah. from The Office. And it's so goddamn funny, and you lose five minutes or ten minutes, but you walk out, and everybody, long day, not feeling great, whatever, everybody's laughing. You can find, I think last night I got home, and I was watching such goddamn funny Larry King clips. I'm such a fan of old school Larry King and you can just find old school things like that. I mentioned that because those are websites right now where you look at it and you go, fuck, I tell everybody how great they treated me. And if your website is not one that people are going to remember or share with their family, then you're doing it wrong. Simplest thing to do is give Kyle a call and get that website turned around so people are enjoying your website at the level they should. All right, here we go. How old are they and how much are they worth? We're going uh, two days. We're going to go February 3rd and February 4th. Okay. February 3rd is a light day. We're going to go first with Nathan Lane. Nathan Lane. What do you think he benches? <laughs> <laughs> Nathan Lane is uh, 67. 65. All right. Pretty good. Uh it's a Broadway guy. I don't think they yeah. make a lot of money. I'm going to say $15 million. Pretty good. $18 million. Pretty funny fucking yeah. guy, right? Okay. Amal Clooney. Is that his wife? That's George Clooney's wife. Wow. By the way, if you haven't heard that interview, it's a great one. Howard Stern had him on in uh, December. All right. I got to go is, back It in. is fantastic. I, I listened to it the other day. It's like his, two hours long. It's really good. His wife's pretty amazing. Gosh. I, uh, She's an attorney. I didn't realize yeah. that. 44? 43. Okay. And uh, $200 million? Well, are we going to count George's money with it or yes. just her money? Okay. Well, combined, her and George have $550 million. Okay. She's worth $50 million by herself. God damn. Yeah. Wow. Nice. Okay, February 4th, we're going Alice Cooper. Oh, shit. Okay, here's something I was thinking of. I don't think I can think of one Alice Cooper song that I know. School's out for summer. Okay. There you go. There you go. I'm glad I asked. It's the only song I know. Uh, 
We went to Alice Cooper's place. Cooperstown. In, uh, in, in, uh, yeah, in, in Arizona. It was fun. It was cool in there. Um, I got like a two-foot hot dog. Yeah, remember that? Yeah, the big unit. <laughs> you liked it. I did. I'd go back and get another one. I bet you would. <laughs> Panama Red. <laughs> Alice Cooper's 70. 73. Uh, $4 million. $50 million. Uh, what? $50 How did million. He, he made all his money from doing something else. I have right? no idea. I have no idea. $50 million bucks. Oscar right. De La Hoya. Oh, shit. This fucking maniac. Wanting to come back. I think he's 47. 48. Oh, fuck. Is he worth $40 million? More than that. No shit. Yeah. Hundred? Two hundred million dollars. No kidding. Yeah. He said he wants to come back and fight again. Yeah. We all think we can. <laughs> we can. Yeah. No. All right, last one. Lawrence Taylor. Oh, damn. Uh fifty eight. Sixty two. No kidding. Yep. Shit. Uh five million. Two hundred thousand dollars. Damn, dude. Coke's expensive. That game's not fun. <laughs> hey, call Dan Williams. Yeah, he needs to. All right, five random questions. I change it up for you. We're doing prop bets for the Super Bowl. All right, I like it. Okay. Prop bets. Brady will throw for more than 301 yards. To give you a tip, he threw for 345 in a Week 12 loss I'm to the say, Chiefs. I'm going to say under 301. Really? Yeah. Okay. I'll take the over on that one. I'm going to keep track of this one. All, All right. right. First team to score, Bucks or Chiefs? Oh, I like that. Um, fuck, I Say the first team to score is going to be uh, the Chiefs. I'm with you. If you look at Tom Brady's history, as good as Who's he is. Who's wearing the white jersey? The Bucks are. Nice. They're wearing white. So, But the Chiefs wore red last year and won. Yeah. Okay, so the the funny thing is if you look at Tom Brady's history, he has always had horrible first no, quarters. No, the Chiefs would have wore I, white last year. If they're wearing red this year. No, the, the Bucks got the choice. They chose to wear white. Oh, I like that. Okay, okay. gotcha. So, yeah, it was, it was the NFC's turn to pick. Um, so, the, so basically, um, Tom Brady, what I'm saying is first quarter, he doesn't do very well. Okay. Then, then he turns it on. That's why I like first team to score. I do like the Chiefs in that one. Tyreek Hill will have more than six and a half receptions. Ooh. Well, I'm trying to think of, I'm trying to think of who's covering him for Tampa. I don't know enough about this. Dude, song. nobody can cover this fucking no, guy. No, I know, right? Yeah, I'm going to take the over on that. Me, me too. I think that's an easy one. Yeah. That's the one bet I would say, man, without a doubt, I'm going with. Mike Evans, four and a half receptions. Ooh. He's not hurt. To me, that number's low. I know. I mean, it's funny, man. Like like Brown, Gronk, right? Like, they got a yeah. bunch of different guys. Would you say it is four and a half? Four and a half. Yeah, I'll take the over. Yeah, me too. All right, last one. Who's the MVP of the game? Uh, I like that a lot. It's going to be Tom Brady. It's going to be Tom Brady. Yeah. yeah. It's going to be one of the quarterbacks. Yeah. Last year, it should have been Damien Williams for Miramesa High School, but it was uh, Mahomes won it. Um, I'm, I'm with you. It's going to be one of the quarterbacks that's going to win in this thing. Um, I, I'm rooting for the Bucks. I, yeah. I bet a guy, though, in my neighborhood who said, I said to him, you pick the team. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. And he said, because uh, I'm going to pick Brady. So, uh, I have, so I win either way. If Brady yeah. wins, great. If uh, Brady loses, I get 20 bucks out of the deal. Uh, I think uh, I'm going to take Tampa wins at 27-24. I'm going to go a little bit higher. I think, uh, okay, so that puts them at 51, right? Yeah. The, I think the over-under is 56. Damn. I think it. I, I think it's tight. Now, um, O-line's banged up for the Chiefs, right? But but they'll figure out a couple yeah, of guys. Yeah, they're missing both their tackles. 
Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll stay there. What did I say, 27-24? Yeah, that seems low for a Chiefs offense, but yeah, you might be right. I, again, I have no goddamn idea. I just think somebody's going to be in the 30s. Someone's going to have in the 30s. Ooh. It's, uh, it's going to be exciting. I mean, I'm excited to watch. The craziest stat, by the way, out of this whole thing to me yeah. is that Tom Brady has more touchdown passes in the postseason after the age of 35 than any quarterback in NFL history has in the playoffs in their entire career. Unbelievable story. And yeah. I love watching Pat Mahomes. Yeah. I just I hope Brady does it because I think for uh, just as a dad to watch him get another one and watch it with my kids I think would be pretty awesome. Here, here's a question, another question for you. Yep. Can Mahomes ever be considered the GOAT if he loses the Super Bowl to Brady? Not unless he, he can. Because, right? Not unless he wins seven. Because you're going to look. Are you going well, to even, even so, you're going to go head. Yeah. You're yeah, going to go head to 50. head. You're going to go head-to-head and go, well, Brady beat him. When he faced yeah. the guy who was the GOAT before, you lost. You yeah. can't ever be the GOAT. But uh, for me, I know a lot of people hate Brady. You don't You don't really hear that about Mahomes. But for me, I look at him and go, two really likable quarterbacks. Yes. And so, and I like Bruce Arians, right? Andy Reid's cool. Yeah. Uh, I love the fact that Bruce Arians has all of his coordinators are minority coaches, which is great. Uh, we've seen what Andy Reid's done with minority coaches, which is great. Bruce Arians has two women on his staff, which I think is pretty awesome. Um, so, yeah, I, I like it. I'm fascinated to see how they do the stadium, right, the whole thing, and and go down there. And I wish I was down there. Dave, i get another tattoo. Last time I was at the Super Bowl in Tampa, I came out of there with a tattoo. Here's a weird thing to think about. Peyton Manning is going to go in the Hall of Fame while his yeah. rival still playing in the Super Bowls. Isn't that wild? That's fucking nuts. Yeah. That's Is fucking, John Lynch getting in, do you think? That's No, I don't think so. I, okay. I, I, I don't know. I mean, yeah, there are a lot of guys who say should be in. The Football Hall of Fame's tough. Enough of the Don Coriel bullshit. If Tom Flores doesn't get in, Don yeah. Coriel never deserves to get in. No, two two rings. Yeah, come on. And a frequent guest to the Dave and Jeff show. Exactly right. He's a great guy. All right, uh, be careful on Sunday, everybody. Like you said, uh, Dave, what are you doing? How many people? Do I need to worry about getting a... No, I'm not getting it again. I'm good. Uh, how many people are you having in this fucking house on Sunday? I'm going to somebody's house, actually. How many people? 18. You probably are. I am. I'm not in line to you. That'd be great. I can't <laughs> well, wait to I'm them. safe. I've already had COVID. 18 fucking people 18 in the people. house. 18 people. Not in this. No, no. It's going to be an outside. It's going to be an outdoor thing. Nathan Fletcher going to be there? <laughs> Dr. Fauci going to be there? Newsom will be there. Ah. All right. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to try to. Where are you going to watch the game? I'm going to be at my kid's house. With them and their mom, and we're just going to barbecue, and there'll be four people there. Okay. And that's it. And Diego. All right. Fucking world's dumbest dog. But at least he doesn't pee all over me when I come in. That's a shot at you, Bama. All right, Steve Woods, I apologize again. Not really. I knew Darren was 20. Darren, I apologize to you for dragging you down about your thing. It was all for the bit. Good for you to, to bring... Uh, the diversity, the need for diversity in sports radio. He's been talking to Bruce Arians and Andy Reid. To front and center today. And and all you guys that live in Spring Valley and Federal Boulevard, I know it hurts. Duck. Yeah, but fucking duck. Get those windows done. We'll see you Monday. Mm-hmm.